and welcome to the Australians Teach English podcast. My name is Glenn and I'm the director and owner of the Australians Teach English Institute. And where I am right now, it is quite dark, but where my guest is, it is very, very sunny in actual fact. It's a beautiful day where he is. And when he goes outside, he may even need to put his sunnies on. I have a very special guest and he originally was from, well, where were you from, Hans? The Netherlands. The Netherlands. Yes. So guess, guess, guessing your name, Hans Lambers, you were definitely, definitely not born in Australia. And you had, quite, you had quite a journey many years ago to get to Australia. Can you tell me, can you tell me about your journey to arrive in Australia? What brought you to Australia many years ago? Well, when I was doing my PhD at the University of Groningen, which you can't pronounce, but I can. No, I can't Groningen. pronounce that. I'm sorry. <laughs> there, was, there was a friend of mine from Australia, from Perth, actually, who did a project over there uh, because his university had actually encouraged him to spend some time in the Netherlands. And so we actually shared the lab there. I was doing my PhD and he was doing sort of honors in the Netherlands at the University of Groningen. And we became quite close friends. And he said, well, why don't you come and spend a holiday in, uh, in, in Australia? And I thought of it and uh, could think of no good reason not to do that. So just before I finished my PhD uh, and, and before I embarked on the final writing of my PhD, I decided to spend the Christmas break in, in, uh, in, 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 in Australia, in Western Australia. And that was absolutely fantastic. And when I was here, I interacted with one of the professors at the botany department and he says, why don't you come and spend some time after you finish your PhD and work briefly as a postdoc? And uh, so I returned to the Netherlands, finished my PhD and then came back to Perth and yeah, did a postdoc over there. And <laughs> while I was, <laughs> while I was standing at the photocopier, there was one of the girls who was also a PhD student in the botany department at the same time. She actually came down the stairs of the botany department and I thought, oh, I'll have that. And, uh, <laughs> and you, that's how it you, all started. You, 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 said, you said she was a bit of all right. Is that what, is that what you said? <laughs> she, was, she was quite a bit all right, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 what, and what was, uh, for, for, for the listeners out there, for the listeners out there, what, what were your first words? to her can you remember well that I I, I I would have said said that in very polite English and I would not have used the bits of spine that I had picked up by that stage uh, I was still struggling <laughs> so, so you would so you would have used the Queen's English oh absolutely yes. so, so you would have said something wow you look absolutely ravishing today is that is that what you would have well, said well that could have it, it may they, they may have been worse to that effect i probably invited <laughs> her for, for lunch and uh, 
well, we took it from there. <laughs> and and how and how was your English at this stage? Well, my English at this stage was really the Queen's English. And that's why when I had, had, had dinner with some of the locals over here, I quite often didn't, didn't have a clue what they were really talking about because they were just telling them, telling me that they had just picked up some, some veggies at the deli, at a local <laughs> deli, and, and then now we're looking for their sunnies. And those were words I had never heard of when I did English at school and when I communicated with my, 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 my colleagues in the, the university. So, so, so your first, so your first experience with with the Australian with the Australian language was was with sunnies, with veggies, <laughs> and and how how did how did you understand what what these words ac- actually meant when someone said I I just need to put on my sunnies? Well, and- you 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 then see what the action is and they said oh these sunnies must be sunglasses yes and all of a sudden oh if sunnies mean sunglasses then delhi must mean ah right a delicatessen shop and i can see why you abbreviate it because you've got to keep your mouth closed in this part of the world because because of all the flies so because uh, of all the flies you, you so, can see why you really shorten all those words so so your so your first experience in australia was sunnies the delhi veggies and and the flies is and the flies most certainly and then i went on a wildflower tour which was absolutely fantastic and that was great because i mean i was stunned by the wildflowers over here a lot of the families i'd never even heard of like like the banksias and the gravillias and the hakeys they all belong to the familiar family of the proteasia i'd never heard of that whole family in my entire life although i did botany at, uh, at university or or biology rather but there's a lot of botany but but all the banksias they look stunningly beautiful and and i i, I love them but they were all absolutely weird the only plants that i recognized were actually the weeds weird. and the crops the, not, what, not what did you recognize the, the weeds is that the weeds you... and the crops and yeah. the crops they, <laughs> yeah. I, rec- I recognize them <laughs> I mean, at, at, at this time, what, what, what time, what year was this in, in Australia? Uh, my first visit, so just before my PhD, was in 1978. And then I, that was just for a few weeks. Okay. And then I went back to the Netherlands. And then at the end of 79, okay. I spent several months over here. Okay. And that's so, when I also visited Melbourne, Sydney, and Canberra, and was trying to yes. line up postdocs. So, 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 so there, is, there is actually an important historical fact during, during this period in, in, in the 60s and the 70s that, that the flies became a really, really huge problem in Australia. So, so what, what they began to do was introduce the, the dung beetle. And what this did was this was this controlled the the, the feces from the from the cows and the different animals that that were growing in Australia, and thankfully and thankfully they they have definitely reduced over time because it's it's, it's one of the very few <laughs> it's one of the very few bio how how would we how would we call these the the bio the bio control mechanisms. That that has actually been successful. We we have we have a lot of others like like the cane toad that are definitely that are definitely not successful. 
but this one but this one definitely but this one definitely is so so your your first impression of western australia when when you sh- when you were shown these wildflowers what 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 was your first impression well absolutely overwhelmed by 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 the number of different species that you had here i mean in the Netherlands, you only have a handful of species, and most of those species are shared with the surrounding countries anyway. Whereas here, uh, in, in the southwest only, we have 8,000 native plant species, and half of them are endemic to the area. It's, yeah. it's absolutely astounding. It, it, so I went on these incredible. wildflower trips, organized by the, I think, the Wildflower Society, or whoever did it, I don't know. But all these these old ladies and, uh, and older men, they, they thought it was really lovely to have this 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 young whippersnapper from from the netherlands uh, over there and they were trying out all sorts of expressions on me and trying to uh, to trick me but by that stage i was already getting a feel for for the language so by that stage <laughs> it, actually, it actually started to work yeah. i so so where where you are where you are from in 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 the netherlands maybe you have mil- millions of tulips but yeah. in, in in Australia, we have millions of different plants that you are never ever going to going to see again, and 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 of course, in well, the the, the count the count is is de- depending on how you categorize it. It's anywhere between eight thousand and I don't know twelve twelve thousand flowering flowering plants, de- depending on how you depending on how you categorize the the flowers. And and this and this biodiversity is is really only matched, probably by by co- the rainforests in Colombia. The, the the plant biodiversity is actually is is actually richer than the, the Amazon than the Amazon rainforest. It, this area in southwestern Western Australia is the only biodiversity hotspot in Australia. So as as I keep as I keep saying in this show, and if everyone that does visit Western Australia says you have to go to Western Australia f- for this for this particular reason. I I think you're absolutely right, but you've got to be careful these days because it's no longer the only biodiversity hotspot in Australia. There is a hotspot in the Blue Mountains, the, the, the forest over there, that is now also ah, listed. As so there what's you your go. To me, it makes no difference. And when you talk about Western Australians, it's all fine, but you make really offend people from Eastern Australia if you keep pushing uh, that. Yeah, but, but, we, but, we, but we can offend people from Eastern Australia all we like. <laughs> You, you, you're, you're an honor. You're an honorary sand groper now. So those people in the eastern states, they're no, <laughs> they're, they're, they're not. They're not important anymore. <laughs> we we no, can we we can antagonize them all we like. <laughs> and they can't come here anyway because the borders are still closed. Exactly, the borders are still closed. So, yeah. well, na 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 na. Well, we, we, Palmer we... tried to come over here and he wasn't allowed to, so he took it to court and he lost. So, Clive <laughs> is not welcome here. Exactly, exactly. But but they tried. But they tried to. They tried to fool you with different expressions. They 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 tried to. Te- we would say they would try to. They tried to take the Mickey out of you, 
They tried yeah. to take the the piss out of you. And 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 what were what were some of the expressions that they used? Well, there, there must have been dozens, but the ones that that come to my mind right now is Chilby Chilby Apples and Bob's your uncle. Bob's uh, your uncle. Bob's your uncle. Uh, yeah. So so we've spoke we've spoken about this this previously, but they, 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 these are expressions that continually come up. So Bob's your uncle is, well, you do something and it's fantastic. Or or she'll be apples means that it will be, it will be okay in the end. There's another version of this. She'll be right. It, it's another she'll be way. Right, mate. It, it's another, yeah. yeah, she'll be right, mate. It's it's another yeah. way. Yeah. It's another way of, of of saying this. So but if so, they tell you that somebody has got a few kangaroos loose in the top paddock, <laughs> <laughs> we 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 can we can we can get we can get onto that. Has anyone ever has anyone ever told you that you have a few kangaroos loose? Not in the about top me paddock? personally, but I I know the expression. I think it's a beautiful it's a beautiful expression. <laughs> I mean, I mean, in, in, I think this is this is perhaps perhaps one of the one of the best things, and maybe one of the worst things in terms of the environmental debate in in Western Australia, where we are from, is that it does get it does get very passionate, and and people and people argue about different things. Maybe maybe some things are opinion. Maybe some things are based on based on fact and there are and there are some people that will say no you're wrong i think you've got a few a few kangaroos loose in the top paddock you're not interpreting you're not interpreting this this correctly a, a, a man from Bustleton come comes to mind and you probably know exactly <laughs> <laughs> and you know he's and you know exactly who i am talking about without he is without, not the sharpest tool in the in the shed. He maybe is not the sharp. Well, I mean, I think he probably is. Maybe just he, a little bit is, actually, mi yeah. misdirected. That's what I would. That's yeah, what I yeah. would say. Yeah. Yeah. I, no. I think, no. He is. He is actually quite sharp. But he is. He is but, very intelligent. But he does have there's a few no, no nose in the top paddock. Yeah. <laughs> there's no doubt about that. He is very intelligent, and he does. And he does know his stuff, but. If you get him out of his realm, then mm, <laughs> he's like he's like a he's like a train running off the off the track sometimes. Yeah. But yeah. but but this this really is a a a, a part of, of the environment in in Western Australia. We we are, I I call us the the wildflower capital of the world. And and because of this, there there is just so much that we do not know. But the but you acknowledge that, and it is the wildflower capital of the world. Absolutely true. It's probably the most biodiverse capital city in the entire world. Now, I, I can tell you that uh, when I'm in Rio, where I was earlier this this year on on a, on a visit, on, on a working visit, I, I would be a bit reductive saying that. Uh, but we've got the figures. I can show you the exact number of species that we have in Perth and in Rio. They have got not. They don't have the faintest clue how many there actually are. So I think <laughs> they, you know, the, most in the entire world. Yeah. Maybe maybe because they're counting in the wrong language. 
<laughs> They're counting in Brazilian. That maybe, 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 maybe that's the problem. But, but, but yes, this def, this definitely is 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 a problem in 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 terms of in in terms of the environment worldwide. We we, we just don't know enough. For 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 example, in in Colombia, there there there's a there's there's huge efforts to to go and actually record different species because we simply do not know what what is out there we simply do not know what what is being lost what is what is being destroyed and and this this really is this really is is a shame and something that that is 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 necessary to 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 be protected but it is also an absolute shame here because in eastern australia they are blatantly aware of the treasure that we have here in Western Australia. But a lot of people here in Western Australia, they all take it for granted. They, they talk about a bit of useless scrap, not realizing how special that useless scrap actually is. Yeah. And, 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 that, and that is really, really a serious problem. We, yeah. we, it, the, 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 the enormous biodiversity that we have here is not valued. Locally. No. The 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 the, co the cognitive the cognitive dissonance from 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 these things and 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 this this is one of the reasons why I I, I decided to leave because it 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 breaks my heart it, you, you you can campaign and you can be an activist and you can do all of the rest but at the end of the day you're you're talking to the same people. You're 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 con you're convincing the same people. You're not convincing anyone else. You're so, to the converted. So exactly. So 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 for me, actually ex explaining these things to to the rest of the world, actually saying, okay, you know, in in Australia, we we are sending more plants and more animals extinct than anywhere else in the world this might actually have an influence it might not but it might have well an i wish i wish it would but of course one of one of the worst things that we are doing to our our local plants to our local environment is is climate change and australia contributes tremendously to climate change and you can say ah we are such a small country yes we are only what is it 24 million and that's only a fraction of the, of the global population. But per capita, we contribute enormously to the climate change. And we refuse to change that. Yes. Our current government is still addicted to coal, is still addicted yes. to fossil fuels. They are absolutely fossilized. Yes. And, yes. and, they, and, they, and now they want to, to change the economy and get out of the COVID-19 crisis. And what do they do? They build more things. Gas. They want to use gas to get us out of the out of the, 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 so, so, out of so, the problems. So 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 then so then to 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 think on a on a on a more on a more positive note, and, and this is one of the things that I, I've done this year. As you know, I, I absolutely love I absolutely love native plants and I have I have a small balcony here and I and I know that you 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 have studied native plants here in in south america and so now my my balcony is is full of of native plants so so to do something positive 
what what would you what would you recommend that that anybody can can do that anybody can take action right now well um i i posted a few photos on facebook uh last weekend and they had a tremendous impact absolutely fantastic those were photos of a verge of one of my neighbors and that verge is very dear to me because I looked at that verge for years when I walked past coming coming back from uni and that that lady there had had actually developed or she had contracted somebody to develop a native verge there so they had native plants and there were probably about two or three species there and one after the other plant was gradually dying and I thought oh that is so sad because I've got a native garden myself. My birch is entirely native, uh, so so that I mean that 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 was really really hurting. And when I saw this this uh, this woman in on the birch doing some weeding, I said, "Well, this is not going very well, is it?" And I said, "You would would you like me to redo the birch for you? If you if you do, then you get something like that over there, which is actually." a verge and a garden that actually has featured on the Gardening Australia show, as you probably know, and, and you get something like that. And she said, oh, I would really love that. And so what I did is uh, when the winter rain started, I started planting that and she is wrapped. And now two or three years later, that garden looks magnificent. And I posted yes. that photo and you should see the responses of people. Yes. Uh, and so I posted that on, 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 on a few sites where they like Banksias and where they like gardening. And they said, oh, this looks beautiful. Every bird should actually look like this. Yes. And Lead so we can all do that. Leading, uh, leading by example is perhaps one, one of the most powerful things that we can actually, that we can actually do. It's not just the plants there, but they attract the, the birds because lots of our plants, of course, are bird pollinated. They attract the, the native uh, native bees, for example. So you really promote wildlife by by having your native plants on your on your verts. So you, you can actually Absolutely. do it. Absolutely. Like, and like something else I'm actually doing. I'm I'm serving on a little working group of chaired by our our mayor. And we are very keen to have more big trees. Native big trees in particular, trees in particular that feed our birds, like the threatened black cockatoos. We are very keen to have more of these trees in our suburbs. Why? Well, it's a drying climate and we need native trees to actually cope with that drying climate. It's getting hotter and the shade of these trees is tremendously important to keep our Absolutely. cities cool. So yeah. we don't need pipsqueak little trees. Right. We right. need really big trees that, that shade the entire street so that if you walk on the pavement, you actually have the the benefits of those big trees. So that's something yes. else. I'm the, 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 this, right this, this, this is one of the this is one of the one of the things when when you go to a, to to other cities apart from apart from Perth, for example, in Buenos Aires, where where I live now, is that is that especially now in springtime, the trees are, are huge, and you get these beautiful you get these beautiful tree lined streets. Yeah. And 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 when and when it is hot, you walk in the shade yeah. because it is two or three degrees cooler. 
at least at, at least and that's what you do yeah. it's lovely all yeah. of a sudden it goes from being horrible to being beautiful and it's yeah. something it is something in australia that 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 we don't that we don't do we we in in the suburb where, where i live over the last five years or so we have lost something like 14 hectares of tree canopy mm. that's terrible when we actually should increase the tree canopy yeah 14 hectares i mean my, my my brother has a has a hectare that that we've been revegetating for for 10 years and and the amount of time it takes to revegetate a hectare is is a long time it to 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 get to get the actual canopy coverage you are looking between five and ten years minimum, and 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 this is this is a real a, a really really big a really big problem. So, but it's something that we are trying with this working group, and it's the, the working group is actually chaired by the uh, the local mayor, and she is passionate about it. So uh, we have a chance that it will actually uh, will actually change. So, so coming back, coming back to, to, to thinking about all of this and, and learning and learning languages, talking about plants, how, how we can affect, how can we affect change? How can we, how can we overcome these words that we don't really understand when someone might be taking the piss out of us, taking the mickey out of us? When we, when we are learning languages, we can use these same strategies to help us to learn languages. What would be, what would be your advice to someone that is learning a language that sees someone say, I need to get my sunnies, I'm going to the deli to get some veggies? <laughs> What would, what, sure would, what, would be your, what would be your piece of advice? Ask a friend uh, who is really good in, in, in that local language and, and all the slang. Ask that friend and, and, and ask that friend to actually help you to get to grips with it. And I, I, I remember buying a little booklet, uh, Let's speak Strine. I don't know whether you know that. <laughs> I do know this book. You it's, know it. It's, it's very infamous. It's, it's very it's, infamous. It's it's absolutely Nonsense. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so there was Strain. an Italian Italian arriving in in Sydney, and 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 like like me, he didn't understand a word of it. And, um, <laughs> and his his grasp of the English was probably a little bit. Uh, less than 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 mine, but but <laughs> I can't can really uh, sympathise with, with this guy. Uh, but but not was, understanding. But was it more about was it more about actually understanding, or was it more about actually having fun with the language? Uh, it 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 is both, of course. Uh, I mean, Australians are really really funny in the sense that. If if you like each other, you insult each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually in, it's actually very endearing to insult each other. <laughs> yes. And, and if your friend is not a bad yes. bastard, <laughs> how, how how did you? How, I mean, this, this is this is something that comes across in in everyone that we speak to. 
how did you find someone 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 say i don't know you're a good bastard you're a really good bastard what was your first reaction to hearing that? Well, your, your first reaction is you're, you're actually shocked but then later you realize no this is actually an endearing term calling somebody not not being a bad not being a bad bastard <laughs> but it's the same as when you when you talk about the wine they said oh oh this is this this is actually quite drinkable, which is probably the best But, but it's, actually, it's actually very good. Yeah. Absolutely. But if you said, oh, this is absolutely magnificent. Oh, you would never ever think, say that. No. You would never say that. And, and, and it's so over the top that you think, well, he's, he's, <laughs> he's pulling my leg. Yeah. Yes. Yes. You, you don't, you don't you, believe you, that. But, oh, this is actually... Oh, quite this drinkable excellent. or eminently drinkable then, yeah, this then is, that's it, the it, best compliment exactly you can get, if, yeah. if if we if we were drinking wine together and i said this wine is excellent try it you, no i don't think i would you I would want to try yeah, you one. you you would think there is something wrong with this wine wouldn't yeah, you yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> there, there is something very strange with this in the English yeah. language or in Australian English that we don't we don't do those superlatives very well. No, We're very no, no, understated. No, in the US you do. Yes, but we, do, we don't consider that really sincere, and that's not fair either because that's their culture, <laughs> and here's the other way around. So <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two cultures separated by a common language. <laughs> so, so it's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. We're 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 going to talk. We're going to talk again soon about about your history as as a botanist because I think it, it it's very much very much worthwhile. And I think and I think our listeners will will get a lot out of this. So so for now, it, it's goodbye from us at the Australians Teach English podcast the podcast by language learners with language learners for language learners saying goodbye so hasta pronto yeah exactly very good very (laughs) good very good for more information about the australians teach english institute go to australiansteachenglish.com or follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Australians Teach English.